What's up, everyone? We're back for another episode of Locked On Bucks, and there is three faces on the screen. There is normally only two most of the time, but as we hinted at uh, on our show yesterday, we do have Lisa Byington with us, the voice of the Milwaukee Bucks on Valley Sports Wisconsin. So uh, we're going to be talking Bucks. We're going to be talking uh, how Lisa has found the opening to the 2021-2022 season and whether or not it has met her expectations and what she's taken away from the team uh, in the early going here. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, let's get into it. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can find me on this show daily and also see my work over at ESPN. Joining me is the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. But Frank, you're going to have to wait. Who cares? Who cares that I'm here? <laughs> Honestly, Kane. Everyone knows who you are. I'm, I'm, just, here. I'm just here. Like I'm here to, 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 to hear from Lisa. So get me. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. We have got the fantastic Lisa Byington with us. We we touched base, Lisa, when you first got the job, and I said, listen, I apologize, but I am going to be hassling you about coming on the show. You said you would do it, and uh, I'm glad that we got the chance to do it today. And particularly, by the way, coming off a back-to-back, you've given up your time, which to me is ridiculous, but uh, we absolutely appreciate it. You know what? Uh, NBA players and, and coaches bust through the back-to-backs, and so do broadcasters, guys. So I'm happy to be here. And I, I will say this. When I when I took the job, there were several people in Milwaukee, and they said, you got to check out Frank and Kane on, on the Locked On podcast. So you guys are uh, one of my daily listens. And so it's actually kind of cool to be on here today. Well, I always say we thank everyone for making Locked On Bucks your first listener every single day. Uh, I, we didn't set that up. Lisa just did the promo. Um, that's why. That's why. And uh, I will say this. She's a pro. She's a pro. The, the transitions that you make between promos for someone who has to actually read promos during a game. Um, it's, I, I'm going to take notes. It's, it's pretty seamless. Yeah, get ready. They're coming. They are coming. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll be getting, talking about Bill Barr in just a little bit here. <laughs> But you spoke about the NBA schedule, so we can, we can start there. That was one of the questions I wanted to ask you, and I've told this story before, I believe, but at the 2018-19 season, I basically went traveled to every single game, and there was one period where I really went through a stage where I was like, I don't know how these players actually physically do this and get up and actually play a game of basketball. One time I was so tired, it was in the middle of like a five-game West Coast trip, that I was spo- I was in Utah, we were going to Phoenix, I was supposed to get an Uber to the Utah airport to get on my plane to go to Phoenix. I called an Uber to the Phoenix airport, fell asleep when I got in the Uber. And I don't know what the driver was thinking that I actually wanted an Uber to Phoenix, but he didn't wake me up. I woke up 45 minutes later and realized that I didn't know where we're going or what. And and there was 21 hours until arrival. So I guess my first question for you is how are you finding, how are you finding the grind so far? Well, first of all, I don't have to worry about Ubers. <laughs> well, that's, 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 nice. that's number one. Uh, second of all, the, the NBA travel, because we get to travel with the team. So 
So our travel is a little bit different probably than your travel. And, um, you know, with all the different sports at different levels that I've covered, I, I kind of joke with people that just, you know, a few months in that NBA travel has ruined me for the rest of my life. You know, um, you know, the, the e uh, for me, the, the ease, everything is planned for you. You don't have to, I mean, you joke about the Uber, but you know, we have charter buses waiting for us. The only thing that you have to make sure is that, you know what time the buses are leaving so you're not late like that's the only thing really that you're responsible for and obviously we have charter flights and uh you know you get to the hotel and there's literally you don't even have to go and check yourself in there's literally someone like this who's handing you you know your key um to get up to your room so um let me get that out of the way that, 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 that <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of headaches that are taken care of obviously at the nba level and uh, but you know in a more serious note i, I think bud has done a really good job in terms of, of managing what he understands this team can handle um, with travel. And, you know, he's not going to push a, a practice or a shoot around on this team or these players if he doesn't feel like he's going to get the, the ultimate result out of that. You know, um, I think he gets the most out of some walkthroughs. I think he gets the most out of um, film watching with these guys. And so I, I think, it's just, it starts there and then it trickles down in terms of just understanding the NBA schedule and, and what works for these guys and what doesn't. I'd be curious, Lisa, you know, um, I remember hearing, I think Zach loaded a podcast with, with Ian Eagle like a year or two ago. And I'm, I always like hearing these stories of like how broadcasters sort of prepare for, for games, like what the process is, because we obviously see the couple hours that you're on air having to perform for us live, but we don't see kind of everything that happens from a production standpoint, the legwork, you know, doing your research, all that stuff. So obviously you're in a unique situation because not only do you have to do the day by day, by day understand the opponent, kind of what's going on with them, but you're also, you know, you're new to the team as of a few months ago. What's sort of been the process, like both kind of getting ramped up so you feel like you really know the ins and outs of this team kind of leading up to the season and what is, what's it been like? What's your process like just sort of day to day? Like how do you kind of prepare for each game? Cause obviously you're traveling with the team in many ways, you know, you and the production staff, Marcus, the rest of the crew. I mean, you guys obviously have your own prep, even if it's maybe not, uh, you know, walkthroughs in the same way that the team's doing it or practices, things like that, but it's still obviously a lot of work. Yeah, no, I appreciate the question, Frank. Cause I think a lot of people think that broadcasters show up and, um, you know, we're, we're eating snacks and chips and stuff and sitting on the couch like everybody else does. But there is actually, you know, hours of preparation that goes into it. I think if you, if you start on the buck side in terms of the preparation on the buck side, um, you know, the challenge now as we're, you know, 20 plus games into the season is how do you keep things fresh? How do you keep things new? How do you talk about Giannis in 20 different ways that, you know, this fan base hasn't heard before? And I'll say this, Marcus Johnson is, is great at that. You know, we have a production call um, every game day, you know, and, and so our Stevenson's on it, our, our, our production staff, um, uh, the studio, the pregame, postgame, everybody who's involved with that is all on it. And, and I'm always just amazed at the uniqueness and the perspective that someone like Marcus even brings to it. And so first and foremost, just kind of picking his brain, I think has been really, really useful to me. Um, I try to go to as many uh, kind of like shoot arounds and practices that I can and, um, and, and try to, you know, pick up nuggets here and there, whether it's talking to a player or an assistant coach or even Bud when he gives us some opportunities. Um, and so I think that helps on the buck side, you know, um, 
and just kind of, and just actually in listening to podcasts like you, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to pat you guys on the back, but I think it's interesting to hear other. By all means, by all means, keep, keep, keep the, <laughs> keep, keep the, the back padding going. We're, we're good with it. In you. all honesty, for me, it's valuable, um, you know, to, to read, uh, the writers who cover the team, um, to listen to podcasts like, uh, like locked on and, and just kind of hear different perspectives. You know, that's, that's what I like to try to tap into. Cause sometimes when you hear, um, someone else's perspective that can trigger something for yourself, you know? So that's kind of the preparation that I've, I've kind of gotten into on the buck side. Um, and you kind of dive into some analytics that you can maybe keep things fresh and new. And then, you know, with the opponent, um, I always try to go back and at least, at the very least, watch their last game that they played, whoever it is. Um, if I have extra time, I might go back and watch, you know, two games, the last two games that they've played. And, um, and again, I, I kind of try to tap into um, some of the writers who cover the teams and, and kind of understand where they're at. You know, this NBA season has been so unique in the fact that injuries, not just with the Buck side, but if you think about every single opponent that they have played and we're, you know, like I said, we're 20 plus games in, I don't think there's been a game where injuries has not even been a, a storyline with even the opponent that they've played, you know? So it's just, it's fascinating to try to figure out what rotations the, even these, all these opponents are in, who's going to play, who's not um, trying to figure all that out. And so, and then I actually have my board from, the Toronto. So this is the boards. So you can't, you know, for the people who are, are uh, listening to this, this is really great. <laughs> this is really great material right now because they obviously can't see it. But I do a board like that where I've got it's on legal size paper and I have the opponent on one side and I've got um, the bucks on the other stats, uh, bio stuff, everything and, and, and some coaches stuff, some team stuff. And so I put that together for every game as well. Well, you have that board there for all your stats, which obviously helps you uh, not forget the things that you need to forget. But one thing that people always forget is subscriptions, Lisa. There's no doubt about that. But True Bill, True Bill can help you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks per year with True Bill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. True Bill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts, and True Bill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And Truebill Concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Uh, don't fall for subscription scams, Lisa. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. That's truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Kane is one for one with the promos. Wow, well, you, to... you set me up. I mean, when you brought that board up, I was like, this is honestly the best day ever. <laughs> I, I thought there was going to be a, a, a board full of built bars that was was coming up, but um, but you you dealt with that, and I I knew that something was was coming. And I have to say, Kane, you do all of these live now. I mean, I think back to when like Eric Name and I used to do this, and you know, it'd be like, oh, uh, flub it, you know, whatever. We're just doing an audio recording. We'll edit it later, deal with it later. Um, so Kane, yeah, I mean, you're you're now a live TV guy, basically. Very 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 impressive. Well, you joke about that, but honestly, I, I pr promise doing this podcast in a live situation like this helped me, has helped me big time. Honestly, it really, really has. But anyway, you mentioned Giannis before and the fact that you try and get to the practices and shoot arounds as much as you possibly can. And Bucks fans have seen this. If they uh, get into the arena early enough, uh, his pregame workout routine is well known uh, at this point, but you see it at practice 
you see it at shooter rounds he'll be the last guy out there and quite honestly when you, if you get the chance to see him up close warm up um, whether it's before the game whether it's at practice for any normal human that's more than enough exercise for one day so to think that he goes out and plays for two hours um, is absolutely absurd but for you coming in and whatever your previous perception was or outside perspective and now seeing him up close you spoke about trying to come up with different ways how to describe what he's doing on the floor but what's the experience been like for you coming in and seeing Giannis whether it's what he does on the floor the way he prepares the whole package you know I don't take it for granted um I, I grew up uh with um, Michael Jordan posters all over my room, you know, and, and when I say that, when I say all over my room, I literally mean like ceiling to floor to door. I mean, it was, it was covered. I grew up in the state of Michigan. And so I was a little bit screwed up because I, I love the bad boys, but you know, I was, I was a big Michael Jordan fan. And when I think about someone like Michael Jordan, who, who really changed the game and, and is arguably um, the best player to play. Right. You think about special players like that, uh, you know, more recently, uh, LeBron James. And, and, and I put Giannis, it's still young, right? Um, he's about to turn 27 years old, I believe, right, in a few days. And I really put him into that sort of, of realm in terms of NBA greatness already. When you, when you think about his short career, he has already had what people can only dream about and what he's done. And, and he's just getting started. And so I, I really, so I went into this job uh, really appreciating the fact that, that now I can watch up close and personal day in and day out a superstar like that. And, and, and I really do feel like maybe in, in 15, 20 years down the line, we're going to look at Giannis Antetokounmpo's career and, and we're going to say he changed it in this way. He changed the way, you know, a, a quote unquote, you know, big man can, can play the game. And um, in terms of just his skill set, I think the one thing that that I didn't appreciate that I that I now do and seeing him in person is just his length, you know, and, and I think I said this one time in a game, I was joking with Marcus, I said, you know, I, I really would like to line him up on base on the baseline and have him just, you know, walk and take his long strides and literally count how many strides does it take for him to go baseline to baseline because he's just, he's so long and and we haven't in, in this game, we have, we haven't seen anything like that, you know? And, um, and to, like I said, I, I know Bucks fans don't take him for granted. Um, I hope they don't, but it's what we're watching is, is history. I really do believe that not to be dramatic about it, but it's history in the making. Uh, he's, he's a superstar. Um, he, he's going to be in, and is one of the greats to ever play. I'm going to put that out there right now. And, and we have the luxury of watching him, you know, for the Bucks play night in and, and night out. And it is, uh, I, I don't take it for granted at all. I'll leave it like that. Frank, I'll let you go. But I just want to quickly point out, we do this all the time on this show where we'll get to the end of the show. And it's and we've, we, we do try and remind ourselves we should talk about Giannis more, even though I, I feel like we cover his big games. But there's certainly nights where he'll have a quiet night for Giannis but that's still 30 points 12 rebounds and we'll get to the end of the pot and we should say by the way can we just acknowledge Giannis was ridiculous again tonight uh even though by his standards maybe it was a normal night yeah I I do it all the time you know we've got stats right in front of us and you know I mean and there's all kinds of things going on in a game and it's so fast-paced obviously but there there are several nights where I'll look down and I'll realize oh Giannis is 24 (laughs) and 12 you know yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) 
but it's just he just goes about it in his own Giannis way and uh yeah and that's what I mean like we, we shouldn't take it for granted right and 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 these numbers just become pedestrian in in terms of Giannis definitions and and they're not they're anything but <laughs> pedestrian and and what he does is is anything but average one thing I, I'd be curious to get your take on Lisa I mean I think the, the quote unquote local broadcast teams now have way more visibility, you know, nationally, internationally than certainly like, you know, when I was growing up in the nineties watching, you know, Jim Paschke, um, who, who interesting, probably Jim was the first person from the organization that I ever got to know. He was awesome, hugely supportive when I started writing. Um, and, you know, Jim, I think, I think one thing that Jim did really well was, you know, he translated to uh, an audience that was not, you know, that were non-Bucks fans as well, right? I mean, he was he was our guys, Bucks fans, but, um, you know, Marcus as well, I think what makes him great is that you can really enjoy a Bucks game, listening to Marcus tell stories, you know, be light, have to have, you know, tell jokes. Um, and you know that obviously he wants the Bucks to win at the end of the day, but it's still a really fun experience. I'm curious, because I mean, you're used to broadcasting games, you know, football, basketball, soccer, that, you know, you're not just broadcasting for, you know, a quote unquote home team. I'm just curious, like, I mean, how much did you have to think about, like, you know, or, or do you at all change the way that you broadcast for a team when you're with that team kind of day to day? And, you know, I know you did this with the Bulls. You did some broadcasts for the Bulls local locally previously. I mean, how do you sort of change your approach when you're broadcasting for, you know, primarily? I mean, again, most people listening are probably Bucks fans, but you're also obviously going to get visibility far beyond that. And and. I mean, what sort of your mindset, obviously coming in, I'm, I'm sure you had to think about it a little bit. Um, how have you kind of like balanced the fact that like you're the Bucks broadcaster, but also you want to obviously, you know, you're a pro, you want to tell the story. You don't want to just be a homer about it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I first of all, I, I do think that, you know, we have to obviously have to be uh, more pro Bucks and everything is everything's from a Bucks perspective. You know, if, you know, last night the Raptors are, are, are going on on a run. It's it's not always the focus on you know what's what's Toronto doing. It is you know what the what do the Bucks have to do better? You know, so it's always from a lens of the Milwaukee Bucks is kind of what I've what I've learned. When you're doing more of a a quote unquote uh, national game where you have to you have to be a little bit more um, down the line, you know, um, then. Then it's then it's a little bit fair to to kind of talk about both teams um, maybe equally. You know, in, in terms of just my call, sometimes I'll use first names, sometimes I'll use nicknames, sometimes you know. I think you can have a little bit more fun in that way with with a Bucks broadcast. That's something that I that I wouldn't do. Uh, you know, if if I was calling um, a national game, I think I'd say more Antetokounmpo's more than Giannis. You know, um, just as an example for something like that. And so, yeah, so that's something that, you know, you talk about. And, and I've had a couple conversations with Jim Paschke even about it, you know, like how much did you use first names? How much did you use nicknames? And, and Jim even said he actually used a lot of last names, you know, as you guys know, and listening to him for years and years, he used a lot of last names. And for me, um, I actually have started to felt, feel comfortable. I, I decided, you know, I'm going to go with what feels right to me. And when I'm doing a Bucks broadcast, sometimes it's Pat instead of Connaughton. Sometimes it's Chris. Sometimes it's Drew. You know, and and I just whatever feels comfortable at that moment is what I say. I kind of like that flexibility. And and I'll say I'll say this, Frank. When I've been in this business, you know, for so many years, um, you almost become callous to wins and losses. And 
and teams like, you know, I, I went to school at Northwestern University and, you know, I would do a Northwestern game and I would never feel that the highs or the lows after I did a game, whether Northwestern won or lost, you know, and that's my alma mater. And so this job, when you're part of the media, for me, I was able to separate that emotion. Okay. And so to get this job and, and, and to be the Bucks broadcaster and it's okay, you know, everyone's say it's okay for you to kind of feel that now. And you can be a fan of the team. Um, you know, I'll say this, it, it's actually been kind of refreshing to, um, to be able to specialize, if you will, on a team day in and, and day out and, and to kind of feel, you know, the, the highs and the lows and, um, you know, just recently it was exciting. It was fun to do this eight game win streak. Right. And, and, and so that's part of the benefit of, of sort of being the, the hometown broadcast, if you will. So you've had, so Bobby Buckets obviously came around last year, but you have used that one. Um, there's been Connaughton's Corner, I believe you, that's, that was the first it's, time I yeah, heard that yeah. from you. you Is know, there I anything out, else I'm I forgetting? I threw out uh, Patty Smooth. I don't know if yeah, that was going to catch on. I heard that, on, yes. But um, oh, I, uh, I don't know if even Pat likes it or not. Like, you know, we just, Marcus <laughs> and I just kind of throw things out. Um, have you, you, know, have you considered I, walking past really like at it, the amazing Grayson that he throws out? Yes, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Giannis is upon us. I think he's thrown out a, a few times in the, in the last few games. So he's, he's way better at, at the nickname thing, but uh, yeah, it's kind of fun to just kind of toy with things and, and see what, what flies, what works and what doesn't. I was wondering if you just on the plane or on the bus and you walk past Pat, you might just be like, Patty smooth and see how he reacts. <laughs> Just test it out. And then, right, you know, right. See what kind you, of reaction you get. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, I mean, you spoke about coming here and and those, I guess, that type of chemistry and that type of um, comfort is built uh, as you go along. But uh, speaking of built, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar that's ever been made. Uh, it gives you that extra fuel when you need to bust down those mall doors and battle with holiday shoppers. I don't know how you're going to get your holiday shopping done, Lisa, but uh, Built Bar will help you do that. There's no doubt about that. And uh, because it's a season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties because people will get too passionate about it. You'll start fights. <laughs> so the only way to go about it is you can get a mixed box, you get every single flavor, and then you don't have to worry about these uh, arguments at, at the table. So it's honestly the safest way to do it. That's, that's the only thing I can recommend here over the next few weeks. Uh, we've got an offer for you. Just go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Uh, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Lisa, how do you feel about coconut-flavored <laughs> sweet things? Because this, you're talking to like the team coconut over here. Justin Garcia, our friend, uh, I guess is anti-coconut, right? Kane, you mm -hmm. guys have always this debate when I'm not here. That's so that, that's really the litmus test here, Lisa, for you is, is coconut uh, flavored things, pro or con? Con. Oh. Do I get kicked off now? <sighs> this is this is gonna get weird. It's gonna get weird say, the rest of the pod. A lot of questions. I've never in my life gotten asked that. Well, <laughs> it's it doesn't no it, it doesn't mean you get kicked off. We'll finish this episode, but it just <laughs> it just means that Justin is going to be petitioning to make sure that he's on the podcast next time you're on, so we can we can even things up a little bit here. That's all. <laughs> Um, you mentioned Marcus. I do have to ask you about Marcus. 
uh, one of the the joys for me, honestly, and I mean that one of the joys for me of of being able to to come home and not be in the arena, which obviously is a fun experience in itself. But it's been being able to watch the the broadcast again, which I I didn't do for two three seasons, however long it was. And obviously, it, Jim, you already mentioned he was a star. You've come in, and it's so enjoyable to listen to you seemingly have so much fun when Marcus goes on uh, one of his tangents. He's, he's, I don't think there's anyone in the world that has more movie references. Uh, we'll, we'll pull up because people all the time will bring up old players that like from, from the past, from the eighties, from the seventies and, but they're NBA players and they're recognizable names. This guy just pulls out random college players that I'll end up Googling that just, I, I didn't even know. I mean, the guy's memory is incredible. Uh, and hearing you laugh and have fun with him ha- has been uh, honestly a delight. So how's it been um, working alongside Marcus? And do you just go into it saying, I have no idea where we're going to go tonight, what references could come up, <laughs> but let's just have some fun. I I love working with Marcus Johnson. And, and obviously I had um, watched and listened to his work before taking this job. But quite honestly, and, and I'm trying to think, you know, I've done so many different sports and worked with so many different analysts but even, you know, 20 plus games in, uh, I, I rank him as, as one of the best, if not the best analysts that I've worked with. And, and this is why, because, well, number one, you guys just brought, brought it up. I mean, he's, he's funny, you know, he's entertaining. And, and I think that, that, you know, obviously you want to teach the game, you want to have some serious moments, you know, it's, it, we're here to, to watch a basketball game. But, but let's, let's think about that too. It's a basketball game and it's sports and it's supposed to be fun. So let's not take ourselves too seriously. And, and Marcus never does that. And he always makes it fun. And, and I'm with you, you know, I was, I was told that, you know, just be prepared. Cause he's going to throw out these one liners. <laughs> and then sometimes I try to like anticipate yeah. what his reaction is going to be. And, and he always just takes it by surprise, you know, like he just pulls out these one liners, as you mentioned, you know, pulls out, you know, players or phrases or whatever. And, um, and I joke with him, I said, you know, I'm not, great at pop culture so (laughs) i'm gonna gonna try to hang i'm gonna try to hang with as best as i can with you uh but you you like are over i am overmatched in in that way uh but he's just been so fun and and i just appreciate to um you know how welcoming he's been you know and and trying to get to know me uh and 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 showing me grace and and all that in in terms of just sitting in a seat where um, you know, you've mentioned Jim Paskey. He was there for 35 years, you know, and he was Marcus's partner for for several, several years. And so um, to welcome me and, and and just the whole production staff and Zora Stevenson and everyone involved, it's it's been great. But uh, to work alongside someone who I believe should be in the Hall of Fame, by the way, Marcus Johnson should be. Um, you know, he had the unfortunate injury that that kept him maybe from some of those numbers, I think, that people are looking at. But um, I just, I don't take it, you know, you talk about Giannis, I don't take it for granted that, that I get to sit with my perspective, a, a hall of fame, uh, type of player, um, Mr. Hollywood, right? Like how many, how many, uh, NBA analysts can have like the, the film career and the NBA career and, and, and everything. And he's just fantastic. And he has made this transition, uh, so seamless for me. And I'm so appreciative of him for it. I have to say, I mean, probably like a decade ago, I remember doing this piece. I was writing some stuff about like, you know, all-time great bucks, like all-time buck rankings, right? This is pre-Giannis even. And um, I got to say, I, I was really blown away just looking at Marcus's body of work, his career, especially in Milwaukee. I was like, he's, at the time, I was like, he's the, maybe the third 
third best buck all time. I mean, you know, like I, I think he's one of those guys that just for whatever reason, obviously the injury part of it, but, um, but just flew under the radar a little bit. And I always love the picture of Michael Jordan in his college dorm with the Marcus Johnson poster poster behind him. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was always, it was obvious. I mean, even before he came back to broadcasting here that, you know, why is his number not retired? Right. I mean, I know there, there's, there's some backstory there, but that was just so great a couple of years ago to see him get, you know, the number retired. Um, and as you said too, I mean, you look at like some of the basketball reference, like hall of fame probability stuff. It's like, you look at some of the people getting in, it's like, why, yeah, you know, why is yeah, Marcus getting, right? getting more serious? So, so Sydney Moncrief getting in, hopefully, um, the next, you know, great, great buck with, with Marcus can get in as well. Um, one thing, so, I mean, you're obviously, you're around the team all the time. We've all, we've gotten like enough of a sample now in the season, you know, it's over a quarter of our way into this season. There've been, there's already been some highs and lows. We got the news this week, obviously with Brooke being out for, you know, we'll see how long, I mean, this has been a team even before the championship. I would say, I think back came to like Marvin Williams when Marvin Williams was here, like Marvin just kind of like remarking how like kind of just easy the locker room was and just how kind of calm and, and just kind of smooth sailing this team has, has always been. I think it's always been sort of in their DNA, which I think, you know, speaks to guys like Chris and Giannis and Bud and sort of what they bring to the culture. But I mean, what's been your sense of this, Lisa? I mean, this team is obviously the ambition is to win a championship. I think last year they learned that, you know, it's it's obviously or, or they, they've learned it over the past years, but, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. They really prioritized learning in season so they'd be they'd be ready for the playoffs. Obviously, it pays off in the best way possible. Um, more ups and downs with injuries in particular so far this year. What's your kind of pulse on sort of where the team is? Obviously, again, some headwinds, especially with the Brooks situation. But I don't know. What's your sense of like kind of where the team is, how they're thinking about what they want to accomplish in the regular season and and kind of how they want to use, you know, the next 60 games here as they look forward to the playoffs. Yeah. I think the, the goal obviously is, is to position themselves in a, in a way where maybe it's not um, uh, Eastern conference championship. I don't know if that's on the slate, you know, this is just me talking, but I think it's just, they're comfortable with just being, you know, getting in the playoffs in, in a, in a decent seed and then having things go from there and, and just navigating um, you guys have talked about it till you're blue in the face, right? Just navigating uh, the quick turnaround, not only from the last season, but really the last two seasons, it's, it's unprecedented. And so they're going to be smart about it. Um, it, it. To go back to Marcus, you know, we sat and we watched um, together the very first training camp that they had. And Marcus leaned over to me and, and he just said, I just sense a, a, a sense of like a, a calm and a championship sort of composure, you know, like, you know, we're going to lose some games, you know, like that, that mentality. And that's okay. I, I just get the feeling that the, the pressure of the regular season, if you will, is, is off the shoulders of the Bucks. you know, and, and I think that comes from winning a world championship and, and knowing what it takes and, and falling down, you know, falling behind two games in the Eastern Conference as well as, you know, the, the NBA finals. And so it's like, we have we have climbed these mountains, and so uh, a few losses in the regular season, uh, maintaining injuries and stuff like we can that that those are like minor problems. I think is is the way that they perceive it. And so to Marcus's point, when he watched him on day one of training camp, when they had this calm composure equated to a championship mindset, 
I think that's the way that they're handling the season in totality is uh, we've got a long way to go, right? 82 games in the regular season. They're going to handle it in a calm, composed championship manner enough to get them um, a, a decent seed, you know, to get into the playoffs. Um, but, but no panic, no panic to this team. Uh, now, having said that, I, I think that there have been several times, and I think we saw it again in, in the Raptors game most recently, is, you know, the post-depth. If, if, if the, the Bucks don't have um, a, a solid rotation of post-players, um, more times than not, and this is where my biggest concern is, is, is the rebounding factor, you know, and um, I, as, as well as many Bucks fans, I think we're hoping that Brooke was close to returning. And so now it, it really is, in my opinion, um, how can we use DeMarcus Cousins in that way? And, and, and how much, how is he, how, what is the feasible amount of minutes that he can play? What is, what is realistic output for him at this point in his career? And, um, and, and that's going to be, uh, it's going to be a huge pickup. It's going to be a huge decision. Um, when you go back at, in terms of looking at decisions throughout the season, it's going to be, that's going to be huge. Um, I think in, in terms of the Bucks longevity success for the rest of the year. Uh, Frank, we always go over time, so we've got to wrap this up, but I've got two quick questions. I sent a tweet out before and I said, I was going to, uh, uh present you with a question from one of the listeners so i'll do that but i've got another quick one uh also from a listener it's uh it's a familiar name it comes from at dave kane pxp you may or <laughs> you may or may not be familiar with this uh account uh this person i don't really know what this means honestly and this might be me being a rookie can you please explain uh, dave asks when did lisa Barrington first start using scrolls in place of traditional spotting boards <laughs> I knew that question was coming. First of all, I love Dave. And it actually has been kind of fun uh, for the both of us. You know, we're, we're both two Bucks rookie uh, broadcasters, right? Starting our first year together. So I've really, really enjoyed Dave and um, interacting with him. And so we, it's, it's more of an inside joke. But earlier in the podcast, I showed you these are my boards. And he just makes fun of, like, you see this little thing that's, like, dangling? Um, so it, it used to – it started out at legal size, but you can see on the buck side, like it's starting to grow, right? right and right. then here on the back, I even have so it's basically two legal size pages. The bucks, <laughs> my my boards, my broadcast boards. Um, so all the information that I have on the buck side, it, it just keeps growing and growing. So that's kind of what he's referencing. And now he's making a joke that I started out with one legal size page and now it's kind of grown to two and he's he's kind of joking that by like game 55 i'm going to have these scrolls that i use okay. <laughs> to, in game so that's what that's about don't listen to dave that's okay i like that only by the, the broadcast but don't listen to dave anyway. <laughs> i was gonna say wow this this really uh uh, things really ramped up there. We'd, we'd want to be watching Bali Sports Wisconsin, of course. Dave will be on this show soon. He knows that. I was, I was chatting with him going back a little bit. Uh, so last question. This comes from MEB at Sixth and Juno on Twitter. Uh, this is a broadcasting question, which is a little bit interesting. I have no idea what your answer might be to this, but I thought it was a fascinating question. He says, Giannis talked about not remembering stretches of game six in the finals, being in the flow. Have you ever experienced this calling a game, an effortless play-by-play, just being fully engaged? Uh, is is announcing, being in the zone announcing, is that a thing? Is that is that something that you find yourself in at times? It might be a big game or something? 
You know, well, as a, as a former athlete, that's, that's interesting because I have been in the zone as a former athlete. Mm-hmm. I, I guess the, the closest thing um, that, that I could think of is yeah, I did the, the men's NCAA tournament last March. And so I called the, the upset between Abilene Christian and Texas. And, um, and it was, you know, there, there was so much buildup, first of all, because, you know, I, I was the first female to be able to given that opportunity to do play by play for the men's NCAA tournament. And so there's, there's the question of when the big moment comes, can you handle it? And so as this, as this game's going on, uh, you're feeling it. And, and I could feel, there are very few games that you just feel, you know, and, and I could feel that game. And it comes down to the final few seconds. Abilene Christian upsets Texas. And, and I literally, I, I made the final call. And then I was working with Steve Smith at the time as the analyst. And we both didn't say anything. In the business, we call it laying out, right? And you just let the pictures tell the story. And there were a few fans, you know, it, it, was, it was limited because of COVID. But there were a few fans in the arena. And, and you could watch Abilene Christian celebrate with Texas. And so after I made that final call, uh, I took my two hands and I, I pushed myself away from the broadcast table. And because for me, it was the moment came, you handled the moment, enjoy the moment, you know? And um, it, it, I've never reacted that way before. And, and so I don't know if that's necessarily in the zone, but that's, that's definitely, it's, it's a moment I'll never forget in my broadcasting career. And, and it was just, it was totally, like I said, when you're in the moment, you feel the moment. Um, I remember it. I remember it, you know, I didn't black out on it, but it was just so, when you feel so connected to something that you're doing, uh, that's what I always point to is that game. That's a Frank, that's, that was the perfect answer. I didn't know where we were going to go. There may, there might've just been a no answer to that question. So that's, that's, uh, that's perfect. Yeah, and I, I, I was going to say, Lisa, like, do you, I always wonder this, right? Like, it doesn't really matter so much for regular season NBA games, but for especially an NCAA tournament game where these upsets, I mean, these are going to be, you know, Abilene Christian fans are going to be rewatching, you know, clips of the end of that game forever. Like, as it's happening, like, do you start to feel like with three minutes and left to go in the game, do you think, boy, if, if they win, here's my, here's going to be, how do I prepare for that call? And obviously like a a buzzer beater, like you you can only prepare so much for it, but for like an historic upset, do you kind of like start to feel like when you're in the game, do you start to think ahead? Like, okay, this is, this is, this, I feel like this should be the call when, when the buzzer sounds. You know, um, I I did. So for um, NCAA tournament stuff, I did start writing in the commercial break. I started writing down words, you know, because I I just wanted to anchor myself down because there's so much going on. Right. It's it's just a flurry of of action and um, every in the NCAA tournament, every single play matters. Right. And so um, for that game, I actually it was I think it was the under eight timeout. And, and I was sitting in the commercial break and I wrote the word unbelievable because I was thinking, you know, I was trying to put myself in the shoes at the time. Like if, if Abilene Christian upsets Texas in this moment, you know, what's it going to be like? What, what, what's the significance of this win? Uh, how do they feel about it? And, and that's the first word that came to mind was unbelievable. And so I think at the end of that game, my call was believe the unbelievable you know, and it wasn't like I scripted that out, but I think in your subconscious, you know, when you write down words and you're thinking about trying to connect the dots, that was in my subconscious. And so believe the unbelievable ended up being the call for that game. 
All right. Well, we hope. We certainly hope there are some big games and big calls uh, later on in the season with the Bucks. That's that's for sure. And you know that I'll be hassling you later in the season to come back on, Lisa. So I, I said we could we could probably talk for another couple of hours. But you've come off a back to back. It is. Let me try and work out my world clock here. It's five forty three p.m. Central Time on Friday nights. So you've probably got better things to do and uh, and <laughs> then talk to us for four hours straight. But uh, like I said, I, I reached out to you as, as soon as you got the job, not to ask you to come on the podcast, but just to say um, that you know there might be random from a guy in Australia. But we were, we were thrilled that that you got the job, and and for me, um, being able to watch these broadcasts, like I said, I wasn't always able to do it. So I was super excited um, to hear you with Marcus and Zora and, and the great team they got there, and it's been. Um, everything I thought it was going to be. I mean, you're a pro. I've heard you work before, um, but it's it's honestly a, a joy to watch you on the broadcast with Marcus and watch Bucks games. Well, you know what? Um, then it's a success. You know, I think I yeah. got the question before um, I even called a Bucks game. Is is how do you define success? And and for me, it's um, it's it's sitting in that chair. And Jim, one of the first things that Jim Paschke told me in my first conversation with him is, Lisa, that's a great seat. And so I never, ever want to forget when I sit down and put the headset on what a great seat that I have and what an honor it is to have that. And then secondly, defining success is, is, is what you just said, is if we're having fun um, and, and, and introducing different pieces and, and teaching about the game, but at the end of the day, if fans have fun listening to us and they learn something and they enjoy it, then then that's defining success. So uh, I'm glad to hear that 20 plus games in. Well, no one in the world has a uh, closer view or a better view of the back of Bud's head than you and Marcus. Oh so. my gosh, I was going to say, <laughs> could you tell Bud to get out of our way sometimes? <laughs> I mean, it's I, a great view, and I know people will pay a lot of money to have the view that Marcus Johnson and I have. But I'm telling you, like, we see this out of Bud's back, you know, <laughs> no, more times than not. No, absolutely. And um, I sat behind the bench one going back many years ago before I was doing the media work. And same thing, I realized these seats are so awesome. And I can hear what the players are saying. And I'm close to everything. But I can't actually see the game. These guys are these guys are right in front of me. They're too tall. But anyway, uh, I, I, will, I will keep rambling. So we'll wrap it up there. But Lisa, again, we thank you for taking to the time to come on the show uh, as far as we go with locked on bucks me and frank are going to record again right now because just before we jumped on this podcast of course there was roster news on the weekend uh, we're going to get into that west matthews is back old friend west matthews so we're going to discuss that break that down and what we, we need it we're going to we're going to do an hour-long br- breakdown of the uh, yorgos kalitzakis era in milwaukee as well so it's it's going to be it's going to be a long night i think for us Kane. yeah i mean you laugh but frank's not joking you've listened to the <laughs> You've listened to the podcast before, Lisa. The man can the man can talk. But anyway, yeah. we'll wrap it up there. Thanks again, Lisa Byington, for jumping on the show. For Lisa, Frank, and myself, uh, thanks for listening, and we will speak to you guys tomorrow.